Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match with you great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I use Anchor in a simple matter. I take my podcast episodes, edit them in Premiere, upload them to Anchor and schedule them and set my tags and my description, all that good stuff. Just sit back and let it distribute to all the platforms. It's very simple and very easy to use and very user-friendly. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Let's go. This is the Chase in the Frame podcast, where we interview people in the TV and film industry, talking about their journey, how they got to where they are today. We do this podcast for the frame chasers. This is for those in the film industry, going hard, let them know who we are. Frame chasers, we're, we're not chasing the fame, no, no. Tell them what we do, we're chasing the frame. This is the Chase in the Frame podcast with your host, John DeMarco. Let's go. What up, Frame Chasers? It's Wednesday, and you already know what it is. A new episode of Chasing the Frame. Today, I'm with Chelsea Cruz. How are you today, Chelsea? Great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm wonderful. It's a Saturday. It's it's December, closer to Christmas. Can't complain. <laughs> uh, just, so, just so you know, uh, Chelsea is a producer, production manager, actress, location manager, and I saw director of development. Am I missing anything else? That's what I saw on your IMDb, by the way. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And also, by the way, everyone, this is episode 64. So I'm one more away from retirement age. Uh, <laughs> but before we start, <laughs> but before we get into the episode, we have to take care of some housekeeping items real quick. So I apologize. Uh, first off, we have to thank our affiliate partners, artlist.io. Honestly, the best music licensing platform for any type of content creator. Thousands of new songs every day on unlimited downloads, which is always a plus, especially when trying to find music for uh, any project. That is always the hardest part. Artlist makes it easy and simple. Guys, if you join in our affiliate link today, that's in the description, then you can get one year and two extra months free. So check it out and join Artlist.io, an inspiring music, music licensing platform created by filmmakers for filmmakers. Second, guys, we have merch at teespring.com slash stores slash chasing dash the dash the dash frame. Not only are we selling shirts, but we're selling hashtag frame chaser mask for $10. Honestly, it's a comfy cloth mask and super stylish. And you let people know that you're a frame chaser on set. Third, it's time for the show. when We ask for that donation to give to the church of the frame. Three ways to donate one paypal.me slash CTF podcast, a one-time donation Two is Patreon $5 membership a month, which allows you to get early access to audio and visual content a week before it airs. And three in the description below are links to our cryptocurrencies linked to our trust wallet. And last but not least, uh, please like the Facebook page and subscribe to the YouTube page as well because content creation and content push in 2021 is very important for us. So let's get to it. Chelsea, first question I ask everyone on the podcast 
is where are you from originally? Oh, I am a native. So I'm actually from here. Okay. Nice. (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. And the second question I ask everyone is, what was the movie, TV show, actor, director, whoever it was creatively that made you want to get into this business? Ooh, that's a tough one. I have so many. <laughs> um, so I think for me, the fundamental thing that was so like inspiring for me with the creative field is when I would read a book and then I have this whole movie inside of my head and then it would be turned into an actual movie. And it was so exciting for me to see what their imagination was compared to how I interpret it from the author. So one of the very first movies I remember feeling that like overwhelming excitement for, I was really young um, and it's called the uh, midnight in the garden of good and evil. And it was a novel first uh, as a journalist who goes to Savannah um, and kind of gets, you know, caught up in this story. He thinks he's just going to be there for like this Christmas party, but actually turns into like a murder trial of, and oh, it's just there's so much that goes on. It's amazing. And then it was made into a movie oh. um, a few years later. And so at that time, I was probably I don't know, nine or ten or something like that. I was a little kid, so I was still kind of learning. You know, mo- you know, you can make that movie. How did they do that? And they actually took um, one of the real characters, Chablis, from the novel, um, and she played herself in the movie itself too so that was really exciting because you know the internet was around then so (laughs) i really got to see what she looked like and her character and the way that i imagined her was exactly how she really was in you know in person on the movie so yeah that's awesome uh i need to read that book i feel like now Oh, good. They probably have it on um, Audible nowadays, too. Oh, so. perfect. I Wait, no, I got rid of my Audible. Never mind, I can't. <laughs> oh, no! I yeah. love Audible. I finally I, got it this year. I haven't used it that thing. much. That's why I got rid of it. So I was like, oh, I'm not really <laughs> using it. So <laughs> I was just paying 14 bucks a month for an extra credit that I was, like, not buying. So I know. Oh, yeah, no. That money, then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so after, okay, so let's start with uh, the 9, 10-year-old you. So you're you're yeah. reading these books. Oh my god! I have a dog next to me. I apologize if you hear him barking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically, at nine or ten, you're reading these books, right? You're saying, and then when do you start? Like, I guess going into the. Cra- oh my god! And um, <laughs> there. <Hi. laughs> By the way. Oh my god, it's so fluffy! <laughs> now Bear, you're on TV. Okay. All right. Oh. Okay, so where was I? Okay, so at nine or ten you're reading these books, and then where do you start like getting more into the field? Like when do you start like do you middle school? Are you taking classes? Is there a drama class, high school? What's going on next in your life? Um, as far as acting and like performing, I was extremely shy and very insecure mm-hmm. um but i love acting and performing yeah. so typically it was like me by myself like in my room kind of a thing yeah. or one of my friends or something but as soon as like other people wanted to watch i'm like my brain would just like <laughs> shut off so it was always a thing for me growing up like i put on little plays in the living room mm-hmm. and stuff like that 
Um, and then when I started sixth grade, um, that's when I realized, like, this is really, I love doing this. And I didn't know that you could take, like, cool classes in school. I was just used to the stupid elementary school way, yeah. you know? <laughs> so there was drama class. And I was like, oh, my God, I can do that for free? You know, and they're like, you know, our taxes pay for it. But, yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> Uh, so I signed up for that. It was really amazing. It was truly one of the first times like in my life that when I stepped into that classroom, that part of me that loved performing and, you know, didn't care what anybody else thought was just full blown, you know, and kind of left the, you know, scared Chelsea, if you will, <laughs> like kind of at the door. And um, it was it was just such a great experience. And then, um, ironically enough, my teacher, her, I think it was her ex-husband, mm. he was an agent in L.A. And oh. she really something in me. And so, you know, she asked my parents, would you be comfortable, you know, with maybe, you know, just, you know, putting a toe in the water and kind of seeing this out. And they quickly said no and, oh. like, completely crushed that. I was absolutely devastated. Oh, my gosh. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Like, yeah. This could have been like my shot. Like, what yeah. is wrong with you? But it, I still, I still, we still debate about it. Like to this day, and I'm very <laughs> like, <laughs> like, have any idea what my life could be like if you had let me just become famous at like you know, however old you are in the sixth grade? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, well, uh, I mean, on top of that too, I mean, just to, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take their side because knowing what child actors were and like what they become and stuff too, like, yeah, I have to take their side on that one a little bit. Yeah, I had um, almost actually been kidnapped in like real life twice oh before that. So I think, you know, as a 34 year old now, I can see my parents being like, oh, great. Yeah, the agent probably likes you, but so do a bunch of weirdos, you yeah. know, because we've had two situations with you and you're only like, you know, what, 11 years old or something. Holy so shit. I can see it. It makes, you know, logical sense, yeah. but you should have compromised or something. I mean, yeah, you know. <laughs> that makes sense too. Um, what what was your favorite, like, I guess, did you do any plays in sixth grade and stuff like that? Do you remember, like, anything that, like, stood out and, like, that it was really fun that you remember? Um, one of the first characters I got to play um, was, and it was just, like, an in-classroom, you know, yeah. type of a play. had, like, actual stage or anything like that. When I got into high school, we kind of had that. But yeah. um, it was uh, the evil stepmother of uh, Snow White. Oh. But really wanted to push create your own like don't go off of what you've seen you know on Disney or books or anything like that and so um, I remember me and my mom like started to go to like all the old vintage shops and the thrift stores and I found like this amazing like maroon lace dress that like went up like those old like queen ones yeah, they yeah. had and, and like oh it was just so much fun to like for the first time outside of just my own house you know create this whole character of this queen and i actually found watch it but i actually have the um vhs of it i found it the other day going through all my old i actually want to watch it and see if it was like as amazing as i was like, or i'm like oh that's why my parents said no you know <laughs> but it was so fun it was you know that same feeling of reading the book and mm -hmm. bringing it to life yeah you know, that kind of, you know it's exhilarating yeah yeah and then when you get into high school you said you did uh acting and stage plays in high school i did i stayed with it 
Um, seventh and eighth grade, the school that I was forced to go to didn't do anything. So that was awful. So I just kind of like pretended life didn't exist for two years. And then when I got into high school, huh. um, they had a, you know, a whole theater and all that stuff. Um, for the play side of it, that's really when I started getting pulled like behind the scenes to stuff though. I remember arguments I actually had with one of my theater teachers was that she wanted me to be the director for it and you know my little brain was still so like only obsessed with like being the character being the yeah. character and that's you and that's my passion and I really hadn't even explored having that same passion and drive and love for anything else you know mm -hmm. and so she kind of sat me down and like helped you know understand how everything really works and it's all connected and I was like, okay, fine. So I stepped into like directing a few of the plays and stuff. Um, I still did like acting for it, but it was more like classroom projects yeah. and things like that. Um, and then when I graduated, I actually got a school letter for being assistant director for theater. Okay. Which I actually thought, like, on a side note, um, one of my friends in high school, she was, like, all over theater. I mean, she was, like, she did directing, she did tech, she did acting. Like, oh, wow. She, I think she just, she was just in it, like, so much more than I was. Yeah. care the letter. And so when I had to, like, you know, go and accept the letter, like, the speech thing and all that stuff, I actually gave my letter to her, <laughs> which I really then pissed myself off even more um but i was like no i was like i legitimately her name is megan i was like i legitimately feel that megan deserves recognition you know she's done so much and mm -hmm. you know she helped even you know become the assistant director and yeah. understand what it is to put on something that entertains people and you know so i was like i'll keep mine but i think she should also get something like that's only fair so yeah <laughs> that's a nice friend you, you are <laughs> Yeah. Um, I was like my family and everyone's like, Oh God, here goes Chelsea. Like <laughs> they thank you and take the award. <laughs> you're too, you're too humble. You're too humble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was it like directing also like these play? I mean, these plays going behind the scenes instead of being uh, in front of the scenes. Oh, it was a challenge. <laughs> um, it was my first lesson that, the side that people show you isn't always their true self, mm -hmm. like full pleaser type people. Yeah. Um, for that, I really had had that experience. You know, I just did what my role was or my job, and you know, I hadn't really been responsible for other people before. And so, you know, there was a few people I was trying to, you know, help coach and teach and all that kind of stuff, and then they just, like, didn't even show up. Oh, wow performance or like you know they weren't doing well in the class and I was trying to help them and then they would just not show up for like you know the final exam you know performance and yeah. stuff and you know and then be really upset that they failed the class or that they didn't get you know a good review and I'm like well you didn't do the job like yes. <laughs> the performer like it's not just like a research paper where yeah. you can just like do it and turn it in and move on like um, so that was really like, I was like, I need to learn how to deal with people. Yeah. You know, level. So it was a really good experience overall for kind of for the real world. <laughs> so here's another question for you too. Musicals or plays? 
What do you like better? I only did okay. another thing about because once I got out of high school and really started to kind of focus on acting more, I realized I should have been taught everything. Yeah. <laughs> like the living, you really should learn all of it. Like you should have, you know, I should have learned how to, you know, sing, which I cannot sing like at all. I should have learned to dance a lot better. Like mm. So the only thing that my teachers and I really focused on was me just acting. Yeah. I love music theater wise. Mm. Um, I just can't get into them. If it's like, a, I'm like watching a movie type yeah. musical. I don't. I <laughs> really, but like I love going to them in person and, you know, experiencing it. It just, I don't know. It just brings you alive into it. You know, for yeah. me, music really dictates how I feel and what my emotions are and I'll get goosebumps and I'll get emotional and mm. I'll get angry. It really is like this dance with me. So yeah. being in is amazing. What was your favorite musical you've seen in person then? May I ask? Oh, um, oh gosh. What's the name of it? The King and I? Oh, okay. Never saw it. I don't know if that's actually a musical. No, it is. I think it is. It is. I should know. <laughs> it's like some famous thing, but I really hadn't have heard about it till years ago. And a good friend of mine um, wanted to see it at the Smith Center. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's awesome! I hadn't actually been, you know, to it yet. Oh, and that was amazing. Yeah, it was such an awesome experience. Like I would go back and see that like a hundred times. <laughs> okay, I, got, I, got, I never saw. I'm not into older musicals. I saw like I think the most recent one I saw was uh, I'm from Jersey originally, so I went and saw Wicked. Oh. One one time oh. I went to visit my my parents. What was that? Okay, I want to see that so bad. You know, I wasn't really impressed. Oh no! <laughs> well, for me personally, because I read the book, and this is like we're talking about how you read the book and thought about your own, how you see things. I I thought the same way because there's things in the book that they kind of either gloss over or don't really talk about in the musical, and I'm like, no, what? <laughs> we're missing these things. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, no. I, I just want to scream. Uh, books and movies that I'm like, um, excuse me, like, yeah. where's the or they completely change a whole scene. And yeah. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, I wish we were at that meeting. I was not allowed <laughs> to happen. <laughs> like, oh, the, the one of the uh, craziest things is Jaws. You ever read the book Jaws? Oh. Oh, read the book and then watch okay. the movie and you're like, the movie's better. It's the one time the movie's better. And like, there's, there's plot lines like, all right, can I spoil some for you? If that's okay. Do you mind? Uh, okay. So Ellen Brody and Matt Hooper knew each other back in the day. And Hooper and Brody's wife have an affair in the, in the book. Oh yeah. And then on top of that, there's a plot line they used for the second one. If I'm in the second jaws that was in the first, in the book, where the the mayor has like ties with the mafia. Oh my god! So yeah, there's <laughs> and apparently Brody's overweight too, or something like that as well. Like he's it, so it's it's yeah. Oh okay, well that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. I think I'm gonna have to read that. <laughs> yeah, I, it's a good read though. I do enjoy the book. It's very interesting. <laughs> can only enough. So uh, okay, going back to you, post high school. You go to college. Are you going to college for acting then, or plays? I did college, but not acting. Mm-hmm. Um, after high school, I kind of didn't know what 
to do. Like, I didn't know anybody who was a performer or an actor. I don't know. I was kind of just, like, lost with, like, okay, now what do I do? Like, everyone's like, oh, you're so great. You should do this for a living. And then I graduate. And I'm, I'm excuse me, now what? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, you know, just did, like, local acting classes and tried to, you know, I got the headshots mm. and, you know, got tried to get into the agencies and things like that. So um, I mostly did, um, like, live performance. Um, or events, um, a few like reality type shows, which I personally think those were like the most fun because they're just so ridiculous. Oh yeah, well, what were, can you say some of the reality shows if I ask? Um, they were just like some of the silly ones. Like one of them was um, I don't remember the name of it now. So long ago, uh, Re- Repo. It's like where like a, a family uh, owns a. Oh yeah, I heard of this one. It was on TLC, yeah. right? Yeah. Or Discovery, yeah. one of the two. DLC reality shows, yeah. which are all scripted. Well, not all of them, I shouldn't say that. But at least the ones I participated in, very, very scripted mm. and very fake. But it was <laughs> so much fun because I just love that, like, dream craziness. Like, if yeah. I could have been on, like, soap opera or something, I would have just loved to play, like, those types of characters. Yeah. Uh, or actual character. Um, I was with Barrington, is it an agency out here for a while, mm. and we did some... Um, interactive shows at the venetian and the palazzo and that was just so much fun so you know i'd wear the costumes yeah. and we did it was small dancing but we had you know choreography and i don't know it was just fun just to become like this new character and this whimsical person yeah so yeah so um what was it like you know with the acting classes like were it, it's and i mean how do i how do i say this question what and I'm guessing Vegas has changed so much in the last handful of years, especially since you went for these acting classes and stuff like that and the acting coaches. What have you seen in those years or, you know, during that time of taking the acting classes that I guess has changed in a, in a sense, if that's the correct question. Um, there definitely seems to be more for mm-hmm. here. You know, I know the issues I had is everyone I knew was going out to LA for their class. And um, yeah. at that time, option for me, um, to do that, and so that was kind of one of the hindrances is not being able to travel to be able to take the classes. Mm-hmm. That often I could travel if I needed an audition or something, but um, now it seems here in Vegas there's a lot of different classes that you can do, um, even with things starting to go more remote. I know yeah. being a person is very important, but at least for me, like on the acting side of stuff, which I haven't done in a while, but there's a lot of it's internal for me, that's like the hardest part of bringing a character alive is mm. really just creating her that's completely different from yeah. me. Um, and then the interaction and the blocking and stuff like that, I pick on, I pick up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, doing things like that interactive or through virtual um, was another thing that I would do back in the day. Yeah. What was so, the... Yeah. The internal, going back to that internal question, you said it's hard for you to get the internal of the character? Yeah, there's what? definitely... What do you mean by that, like, if I may ask? Having, like, different parts. You know, I'm one of those, like, you know, believers, I guess, like, the psychological concept of it. And okay. That part of me, you know, even when I was a little kid, you know, that is, you know, very introverted, very quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't like the sound. My own voice like, like watching myself yeah. and stuff like 
you know, she is very dominant for a lot of my other parts. And so when it comes especially to creating a human that doesn't exist because it's a character and that's who I need to play. For me, my technique is creating like a new little part of myself. Gotcha. And who she's bringing to life. And, you know, at first I, you know, tried to mold that new character from different parts of who I am. And then I'm able to just run with it. And it's not connected to who I am as Chelsea. It's, you know, know, Tiffany or whoever it is that I'm playing. Gotcha. So then, okay. So you're doing the shows at the Venetian going back to those things. And then what was your first, like, I guess, film experience in that regard? When would you start going and doing film stuff? Um, film stuff. I want to say, I want to say one of my very first like film film things is actually, um, you people. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, well, I would, yeah, yeah, it was with Will. Kelly. So I used to work with Will. Okay. Um, we used to be together. We used to be actors together at a, a place here in town, and that's how we. No, I'm sorry. We met before that. We've known each other for so long. Um, <laughs> and Will Edwards met at like a rap party for in a, a movie that he was finishing, mm. and that's how we originally got to know each other. And then I got hired at the same place he was acting, and that's kind of what created our um, friendship mm-hmm. and I want to say that's how I found out about Kelly mm-hmm. and then Kelly was doing you people because Will was in you people yeah. and it was a tiny little like I was just like an executive I think mm-hmm. my like I just had like some like snippy ass comment or something it wasn't <laughs> that big of a call yeah. but it was such an opportunity because I got to meet so many people that I still talk to and have been very influential in you know my life and have become, you know, very good, good friends yeah. with, you know, and, you know, transitioning from like a little like 20 something year old to, you know, an actual adult, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're just, still all myself now, pretty sure 34 means you're an adult. So <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> I have a career and a house and all that fun stuff. So the, the important so. things in life, I guess they call it right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, also, when you when you did uh, you people, I know you said do a small role, but doing going from I get you know you know stage and acting at the Venetian stuff like that, doing that stuff and going to a film film shoot and stuff like that, was there a difference for you? Was it was there a tra- how was the transition for you? Was it easy? Was it hard? It was hard. I didn't know a single thing. Like you basically have like in theater, you need loud and you need big yeah. and you need. Hands and expressions yeah. and like you, all of the things you not do on camera. <laughs> but you had to learn to like what you know, how loud am I being and you know, are my hands supposed to be coming up or not? I yeah. would always have that issue where like they would be like, Chelsea, just sit on your damn hands. Like <laughs> I use my hands as a like as me, Chelsea, and then as a, you know, uh um, like you know, theater performer, you yeah. know, there's lots of gestures and things like that as well. So it was really learning to act with not a lot of physical expression mm-hmm. and more my tone, my voice, you know, you know, like you do in real life. Yeah. You know, for the most, 
you know, I don't fly off the handle if I can't find, you know, the onions at a grocery store. You know what I mean? Like, it's very internal and like, oh, damn, what are those onions, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, was, it was really fun. Um, I like I like it a lot for sure. Yeah. So after you did you people, did you get more of the bug and you're like, oh, I got to do more film roles? Yeah, I really, really loved it. Um, and I started really starting to focus on that behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, like every time you get cut, I wanted to know like why, but you know, sit there and bug anybody. So I would just kind of like listen and I'd hear all the stuff talking about and they're replaying things or, you know, they'd come and like adjust the camera that's like half an inch, yeah. you know? <laughs> And it's like it made such a huge difference on everything. And that really sparked, like, my curiosity for behind the scenes, which then led to, you know, the producing and marketing and, you know, why did you choose to make this to begin with? Yeah. You know, do you make something specifically to sell? Do you make something for passion to try to sell? You know, really kind of just opened my eyes to the entire world you know, the thousands of jobs are behind that camera creating yeah. what, what the audience sees, you know, in their living room or their movie theater or whatever. Uh, so I saw you did the Will Edwards show. You, you worked as a director of development on that. Yeah, we were um, business partners. Mm -hmm. um, and we also had another business partner, Mark Johnson, for a long time. As well. I know Mark. I know. I know. <laughs> Hi, Mark. <laughs> Hi, Mark. <laughs> um, yeah, and my uh, main focus was director of development. So it was taking what it was that like Will and Mark wanted to accomplish. Like, this is what we want to do. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is how we do it. You know. And um, at the time, I was still. Uh, I went to UNLV, mm -hmm. um, and I was getting a degree in marketing. So I was, you know, like growing as I was learning at the yeah. same time. It was it was amazing. Like I, it literally was the best years of my life, yeah. and I grew so much and learned so much. And you know, it was it's been a really great journey. If I if I may ask, what made you go to UNLV for marketing instead of going for acting and stuff like that? I don't think we ever really went down that road to ask you that yet. Well, originally, I was signed up for film school. Mm. Um, there originally. And I think I was really a part of it, like the first semester. Yeah. And it seemed like it was focused back then. You know, this was a long, long time ago. The mm. department has changed so much over the years. Yeah. Um, at the time, it seemed like it was very more textbooky than it was like a like a, a tech school. You know, would be like really like hands, hands, hands on. Yeah. Um, understand? You know, you need to learn the fundamentals of you know how you know what is grammar in order to write something yeah um so but for me and the way that i was viewing things at that time you know is i don't want to have to wait two years of doing basic college classes of history math and yeah. english to then do two years of you know a film degree um and then the friends i did have that were professionals in the industry none of them like said that you needed to have a degree. Like you really can learn a lot of that stuff. Yourself. Yep. I agree you know, completely. And four years to learn this much of like, mm -hmm. and then I wasn't sure. So 
that's kind of when someone suggested to me, you know, well, if you're going to do the college thing, you know, maybe choose something that's behind the scenes that you could apply to the entertainment industry. Mm. You know, who knows what a life will turn into by then, but at least you'll have that you can really use in any facet of a career or job making. And you can also do, you know, whatever you like to do as far as the arts go. Mm -hmm. So that's where my transition kind of came into play. Nice. And even, even uh, just repeating what you said also too, about like, you know, getting that experience outside of school in the sense and, uh, you know, going to actual film sets and stuff like that. I, I completely a hundred percent agree with you because I learned in school but being on set somewhere else was just an eye-opening experience. And I'm like, whoa. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is totally a little different than, than how school's how school's structured in a sense. And it's, it's yeah. kind of like, not scary, but it's also like, it's just, I guess scary for a second, but it's like relieving, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. You know what I mean? a huge gap between i think any school does it you know they can't help it you know it's yeah. a huge gap what you're learning and the real world mm. and even when i got out of college there they there was kind of like in high school like yeah. all of a sudden they just like bye-bye yeah um, god what do i do like now nobody cares that i have a degree and it was um at like the mid end of the recession happening mm. so there was like zero jobs even in my field with a degree oh shit you know, kind of fast forward into um, last year, I started a class at CSN's film school mm -hmm. that is a bridge class oh, nice. of how to create a career with what you're learning in film school. How'd you, how'd you and, get that? Um, well, I really miss like helping people. Mm -hmm. uh, and I did consulting for a little bit, like during kind of like the end of the Will Edwards show mm -hmm. and some of the artists that were on the show didn't know how to make a brand out of what they were doing. Mm. So I kind of stepped into like helping people in that way. And I really missed doing that. And there's such a disconnect of information that's hidden on how to make a living doing something or how to even get started doing anything. You know, there's so much information in the world, but it can be really difficult <laughs> to yeah. find that information. Um, I think for a lot of people. So I started reaching out to, you know, people I knew and I was like, should I do a, like a workshop, like a studio thing, or I'm not really sure. Like I didn't want to do anything for free either. I really got pulled in doing stuff for free for a lot of people um, where I was the only person, you know, like maybe not making income with helping or, yeah. you know, whatever it was that I just felt really bad about not helping somebody because of money. Like that just sounds so crappy to me. But uh, so yeah, I understand. You can't put the free and freelance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, You've been charged $20. Like just do something. You, you know, yeah. you know what you're doing, you know? And I was like, oh, okay, we'll see. So um, this was kind of like my first, like putting my foot down. We're like, okay, I want to help people. I want to give out my knowledge. I want it to be like a workshop where I'm actually helping like one-on-one -on -one with each individual person. But I also, you know, would like to make an income and, you know, pursue my career and things like that with it as well. So 
through chatting with people, um, I was connected to the CSN film department and then pitched them, you know, my idea of how it's kind of a bridge class. Mm -hmm. You can take it anytime you want. It doesn't have to be for seniors, mm -hmm. but I will, you know, be teaching everything from websites to social media to OSHA to unions to taxes, making a demo reel. Um, I do personal development as well to understand how, you know, who you are as a person can be different than what it is your professional person is. Mm -hmm. um, and I've, just everything like that. And it's really hands-on. So in the very, like, first day of class, each student chooses if they want to pursue a career, like, like a pseudo-tech career, um, starting their own company if they want to do freelancing mm -hmm. or if their goal is to, you know, be hired with a larger company. Yeah. And you actually work like one-on-one -on -one with how to accomplish each one of their goals. So oh, wow. the demo wants to, you know, be hired as a videographer for a film company is going to be different than somebody who started their own company that let's say wants to shoot weddings and, you know, personal events. Yeah. Kind of. um, so it was really great. I loved it. Um, I definitely hope to teach it again with COVID and all the fun stuff and things in our society that are happening. We'll see. Um, but I definitely would love to continue teaching that class and helping people. That's a that's a great class, actually. That sounds. I wish I wish they had that when I was in college because I would I would love to take that actually because that would that makes so much more sense for me in my direction of what I'd want to do in my life after. In college, especially like you just saying, like you have three different you know categories to choose from, and I'm like, for me, I think I want to learn all three. Can you learn all three at least? Could you find you know? You do, yeah. So you're still everyone still learns everything, just as far as like one on one time. Mm -hmm. If the student wants to just pursue one set okay. direction, like I had a few students who did want to actually start their LLC. They had questions about licensing. They wanted to get OSHA certified. Yeah things like that. So I actually help them, you know, accomplish that outside mm. of just school, you know, to actually start their career yeah. where others wanted to learn, you know, a little bit of everything because they still weren't sure. So at least this opened the world to how you can make a real living mm -hmm. with what it is that you love doing and you're good at. And of course, you know, your ultimate goal might be, you know, to make a, you know, super famous film and, you know, win all these awards and all that, which mm -hmm. is definitely possible, but it takes time. Yeah. yeah. And just because, you know, you're not doing your dream job today doesn't mean you don't, you can't have a job that's making better to get that dream job in the future. Very true. Very true. Uh, and going back a little bit to, I saw that you did Secret Identity Show also. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of which is kind of funny because um, not funny, I mean, or ironic, whatever you want to call it. But like, uh, actually, you know, Kelly D. Christensen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she. I know her, and I didn't know she was on Secret oh. Identity show. And then, funny enough, you guys shot at Fremont East Studios when I worked there for a hot minute. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like a whole like I guess we're six degrees from except Kevin Bacon in a sense. <laughs> um, it is a really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw you were a location manager and actress on that show. So, what was it? Yeah. What was it like being a location manager? I'll ask you that first. 
Uh, it was fun. I only helped a little bit. Mm. Um, I was pretty busy, like with my own like career, like yeah. job, job, job. Too, so my time was pretty limited. Um, so I really only helped a little bit, kind of gather like ideas of where they could, mm-hmm. you know, shoot stuff. Okay. Um, and then I think Jillian who probably ran with it the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone was really awesome to work with. The vision, it's funny. Yeah. You know, it's just a environment overall is there ever going to be i asked julian this but is there ever going to be a second season is my question (laughs) that i don't know i that 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 involves to that level of knowing but uh, i hope they do one day i mean i really love watching it yeah and uh what what was it like acting on that too like uh doing your role i think for grayson Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think her character was supposed to be more developed um, in season two, but I did have um, some little parts of it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. She was fun. She was really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was a sociopath and a narcissist. And uh, ironically enough, her character was around the time that uh, personally I was learning and researching a lot about mm-hmm. those types of mental disorders as well which yeah. led to my that we made um later but yeah it was really it was fun so i like playing like those extreme you know weird ass characters like it's just so fun to me yeah. <laughs> that is far away from like my world and who i am as possible and just go with it you know yeah. <laughs> and then um i also saw you did uh, stripped with will edwards as well too right Yes. What uh, what did you do on that? Oh my gosh. Probably, well, anything me and Will really did together was kind of all the same. It was a lot of like uh, development mm-hmm. and producing. Okay. Um, what you know, we really needed help with and what our ultimate goal was with, um, you know, the company itself and his brand, mm-hmm. you know, and his image and, you know, what it is I want to accomplish and, you know, we really tried to take in what everybody's goals were and then you know, run with it. Gotcha. And then, uh, what what else have you been doing also besides uh, those things I mentioned? What what uh, and and the class? What else were you doing around those times? Uh, well, uh, me and Will we brought on um, a new business partner, Eric Kidd. Mm-hmm. Um, then we started uh, the We Funny Comedy Show. Okay. We had that with the um, downtown project for a long time. (laughs) That was really fun. Um, And then uh, around that time frame, we kind of decided to just take a little bit of a break and see what direction we want to go in and move. And um, that's when I looked into starting to teach the class Mm -hmm. at ESN. Um, And then a little bit before that, um, I decided I wanted to start like a project. Um, it's like a foundation, but it's not a 501c3, so I don't like calling it a foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was called the Tobias Project. It named I had a brother who had passed away, and his name was Tobias. And his whole goal was to help people. And he was very creative and intelligent, and compassionate. He loved entertainment and movies. And so um, I partnered with a very good friend of mine, um, Sabrina Cofield, and we I worked know Sabrina together. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
she's amazing. Yeah, she's <laughs> wonderful person. And so much. Uh, and so we spent a year and every month we did a compassion event mm-hmm. to help a local organization or bring awareness to something that society doesn't really talk about. Yeah. Um, then at kind of the end of it is when we're like, well, what do I want to do? Like, I want to keep doing something, but I don't want to keep doing like one event a month. I think we accomplished what we wanted to do for that year. Mm-hmm. And then it like popped in our head that I had written this like really short, uh, short, short, short film um, years ago. I partnered mm-hmm. with a friend, Angel Mendoza, and it was a uh, very artistic um, at the time, there literally was like no actual words to it. It was just going to be um, almost like a music video to an instrumental song. Mm-hmm. But actually, a professor I had at UNLV who was in a metal band <laughs> um, had a song. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to make a video for this. Um, and then that didn't happen. <laughs> but what we wound up doing is taking this skeletal frame of that short story and then turning it into a short film okay um called hidden um it's a docu film so half of the film itself is documentary based Mm -hmm. so it's representatives that are reading from a book of real statements of survivors from toxic relationships due to sociopathy and narcissism wow um that just didn't want to be like on camera themselves, um, except to a woman and her son wanted to be their self on it. Mm. Um, and everyone else just asked, you know, can you have someone maybe read my experiences instead? And I'm like, that's totally fine. Yeah. So listening and watching the representatives talk about things as you're watching a script story of a woman who's played by Sabrina. Um, and then Max Miranda and uh, Mark Justice are in it as well. And actually, like, you know, their own story mm-hmm. of being caught up with somebody yeah. who is a psychopath and is a narcissist. And what those, for me, there's like six very strong warning signs for people that are very toxic. Um, you know, depending what blog or article you read, you know, some therapists have like 35 different <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, warning signs, but, yeah. um, I thought 35 was a little too much for a short film. So I kind of worked with my own therapist on mm-hmm. it and we kind of condensed it down to like the six most frequent, mm-hmm. the six traits that they do in the beginning. And if you can learn what these are, it will help people just not get caught up in these dangerous situations to begin with. Um, so we shot that. Um, Kelly Schwartz was a huge help with that yeah. as well. He was a mentor, um, you know, to me. I definitely never could have got it made or edited without him. I'm just yeah. so grateful. I learned so much because it was my first experience where it was my film. Yeah. It was like, you know, everything else that I had worked on, I was a little part of what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't just me having to like, kind of like figure it all out, you know, from the beginning, which was really fun, but definitely challenging. Um, it took a long time. I mean, even to write it, it took me like over a year because it just became very mentally mm-hmm. draining. Yeah. Um, you know, learn about this and sit down with the victims. And uh, my brother 
had a really bad situation before he passed with a woman who definitely was very toxic and abusive and things like that. So it really took a long time to yeah. be able to write it in a way that I'm writing it as the writer, mm. you know, and there were a lot of moments where for me, Chelsea, I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to think about that. I don't yeah. want to talk about it. And I'm like, but it's not about you. Yeah. You know, it's about, you know, if something would make me nervous or uncomfortable during it, I knew I needed to put that in the film because that's a trigger for some reason. Um, yeah. So I'm excited for that. Was <laughs> we're it... finally wrapping it. We're finally finishing the trailer okay. and it happened. So it just took longer than we thought it would, but it's okay. When, when do you expect it to come out? Um, our goal's early next year. Okay. Um, we're finishing now um the goal i'm pretty sure it's going to be on amazon prime mm -hmm. so we have beginning you know set up for distribution for that so nice. now we just finish the trailer upload it and then send off the whole package deal to them mm -hmm. uh, and then move forward with that so i hope so i mean our goal really is to just help people mm -hmm. with it um that's it it's not it's really not a project that i made that i'm hoping is going to like launch stardom or yeah. anything like if it does pick up, that's amazing because it helps people. Yeah. And, or, you know, that we can get recognition for it. Then, you know, maybe I can make another film. that's an awareness piece or mm. something like that. So that's kind of my direction for yeah. everything. Here's my cat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Surprise. Um, <laughs> she's the star of the show all the time. Oh. <laughs> That my cat, um, our cat, our cat's hiding somewhere. I don't know where. He's somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really want to take everything that I've learned as an actor and a producer mm. and market, just you know, growing up and everything. And I really want to move forward with using entertainment and media as a way to bring awareness mm -hmm. to things that are talked about. Yeah, help create comfort and empowerment people that are involved in those situations whatever it might be mm. you know rather it's students who just graduated and have no idea what to do or you know who knows what's going to happen with you know jobs and economy and stuff yeah. you know in 2021 so a lot of people are starting from scratch you know careers they've had for 20 years <laughs> they're starting yeah. over again you know there's just so much that i think we can all help each other with right now yeah and i think art is the glue that can bring people together who normally probably would never communicate or talk. And I think that's really important. Very, very, very important. And um, also, just the, so you're a heads up for you too, this will probably come out maybe after you release your film. So if you could also just send me the trailer and the film, because if this is yeah. episode 64, I, don't, I can't do math right now, but I know <laughs> you're probably past February. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. So cool. yeah, just, yeah. yeah, definitely send me those things. And then also for your, this being your, your film, did you direct it? Yes. This okay. was like my first like official, like directing, directing of something. Like I had segments for the Will Edwards show that yeah. I would produce and direct, but, um, you know, Mark, uh, helped so much <laughs> with a lot. Yeah. 
Um, so this was kind of really my first time. So I did um, the initial writing was me and Angel, you know, years ago, mm-hmm. and then the new mostly me. Um, there were parts of it that Sabrina helped me with that I was really kind of stuck on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah it was, it was I definitely learned a lot. Um, but through everything I've learned from, you know, Kelly and Will and Omar yeah. and, you know, I mean, just everyone that I've encountered all these years before that, I really just sat down and like took notes. Like, yeah. Everything, advice I've heard from them, you know, you know, lessons, they've always been like, just, you know, learn from me. Don't do this. Yeah. You know, I'm really, big. okay, I got you. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to that same mistake if you say I shouldn't. So. <laughs> What was what was the biggest thing you learned? You took away from directing and from from in general, not from like what people were telling you, but what you took away personally. Um, me personally, the things I learned was to directing is very very hard. <laughs> I thought it would be easier because I came from acting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really was tough. Again, I didn't have like a part of me, Chelsea, that's like the director. Yeah. Kind of. A thing. Um, so I definitely should have been a little more, I want to use the word stern, but I don't mean stern as in like a negative or micromanaging way. Yeah. yeah. Just, I tend to naturally like just try to guide people and then let them do what they naturally want to do in life. Like that's just kind of my mm-hmm. ideology. If you yeah. Will. And directing, I don't think that necessarily works. I think it's okay that people, you know, actors really need to know to do this, this, and this. Yeah. And you don't know what you look like on the other side of that camera. Yeah. You know? Um, So I definitely learned a lot for, you know, next time in the next project, Mm -hmm. you know, that that I want to direct. I have a much better understanding of the director that I want to be and what I need to work on to help them accomplish what their goal is. Gotcha. Yeah. Directing is kind of like how I see it. It's kind of like psychology and you have to kind of do reverse psychology sometimes depending on who the actor is because some of them don't take the direction and you're like, all right, I want them to do it this way though. And then you have to kind of like eat, like make them think, that they, they, they're doing it the way that you didn't tell them to do it. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can see that, yeah. <laughs> a lot of, I'm big on analogies. That yeah. seemed to help too with some of the newer representatives and things like that I had were, you know, um, trying to connect, you know, A yeah. to B. Yeah. So like, but I'm like, well, they're both letters. So <laughs> let's, you know, I would give like an analogy and they're like, oh, okay. So, you know, as, you know, the actor... You know, if you don't resonate with what it is that's actually happening, that's okay. You can have your own storyline inside that's motivating what it is that mm-hmm. externally we need. So that helped a lot, too. Um, yeah, it was really great. I mean, most of it was it was difficult, but it was still pretty easy as far as the actor side of stuff goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, you know, talented individuals and a lot of people have experience with toxic situations and they've sadly gotten caught up with people who are sociopaths or narcissists or something, or Mm -hmm. they've had good friends, family who have. So that I think really helped kind of just smooth everything out and 
you know, once we got it written and we knew what was happening, we had a few, you know, rehearsals like virtually and stuff. Yeah. And then we kind of ran with it. And it was, you know, other than that, it was pretty good. We uh, shot at two different locations, I think. Yeah, I think it was just two. So we kept locations down. We kept, you know, cast to, you know, a minimum. Um, yeah, it was really great. Did Destiny you, Faith, she's in it. Did you film this uh, during COVID or when did you film this exactly? I'm sorry. A few years ago. Oh, okay, like, copy. I'm like three-ish years, I want to say, yeah. from the very um to this. Um, we did have to reshoot a huge portion of it. Mm. Um, that was another thing learned, um, is even though people might have experience in what that you brought them on to do, you still need to see or hear it for yourself. Yeah. For me, I felt a little have been like micromanaging you know like there's the professional they said it sounds good they said it looks good we're mm. good let's move on and that was a mistake yeah uh, we lost half of that footage oh my gosh. Um, and we shoot that um which is then i brought in a different crew yeah. to help with everything and that was a really good learning experience but um you know there definitely has been some little setbacks along the way but i do believe that if we hadn't have had those setbacks then it wouldn't have created the ideas that we did have for the final product of it. gotcha and let me ask you this before we go into our second half of the show um what are your plans or hopeful plans for 2021 oh that's a good question <laughs> um let's see so I mean, I would really love to keep my career <laughs> for sure. You know, having a career in uh, marketing and entertainment is very scary right now. Because mm -hmm. those are the yeah. fields that are by goodbye, you know. Um, so I, you know, really want to do that. Um, I really want to use my time to create, you know, more awareness and connect people. I feel there's a larger kind of disconnect that's happening and a lot of people feel alone and they're not. Mm -hmm. They just might be alone with who their circle is. Yeah. Um, so I really want to kind of focus on more like humanitarian things, I guess. It's kind of what my focus is. I don't have a lot of control over what my career is going to be, what my income is going to be. Like I don't have like any control over any of that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, I can control you know, how we connect people, how we treat each other, you know, a lot of times you can make art, you know, for very low or cheap. It doesn't have to be this huge elaborate thing. Yeah. It can, you know, I mean, whatever it is that's pulling you in your direction, I think. Uh, I have one more question. I just realized something before we get to the second part. You said, I think when we talked, um, before we had this uh, conversation on the um, Discord, you said something about uh -huh. improv classes. Um, I've taken them. Is oh, that what you mean? I was going to ask, I want to ask, like, where can I go for improv classes? Because I want to do an improv thing one day. I'm good on improv. I think even people outside of our industry should do improv. Um, I can definitely send you a list okay. of places um, or people that you could jump in their classes and do stuff with, whether it's virtually or Zoom or 
actual in person. Yeah, so. I, I'll wait for in person, but I because I like in, I'd rather do in person than like on Zoom. I feel like like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is really awkward trying to do this on Zoom. <laughs> You're like, <Yeah. laughs> especially like half the with Zoom. Like sometimes, like I only see the person's nose. Yeah, and then all of moves where they are, and I see their whole body. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you do improv when you can't even see anything below their nose yeah <laughs> you just see their eyes actually like <laughs> yeah to be like no i can't see the fake apple that you're trying to eat right now <laughs> do, you, do you see do you see this do you no no not at all <laughs> so <laughs> all right so let's get into the second half of the show um just to give you a heads up i don't know if you know what the second half of the show is but it's basically we talk about the strengths weaknesses or the the good, the bad, and what can we do to get to, or the good, the bad of the film community, and what can we do to get to the next level, or the strengths, weaknesses of the film community, and what we can do as a community to get to the next level. Some people don't. Okay. Like, some people don't like the word strengths and weaknesses. Some people don't like the words good or bad. So at the fine variety, sometimes I feel like. <laughs> so let's start with everyone's favorite thing: the strengths. Uh, see, and you're referring more to like the Las Vegas. Yes, I, I referred more okay. to the Las Vegas community in this one. If depending on where you're from, like if someone from like you know uh, Texas was on the show, I'd be like, just give me the Texas community, you know. But we're right, we're focusing okay. on Vegas. Yeah, um, I definitely think our strength is uh, community. Mm -hmm. um, everybody does know everybody, and when you have worked with somebody that you know you had great synergy with, they're professional. Um, they know what they're doing and all that fun stuff, you know, checking off the list. Um, you tend to work with each other a lot. You can refer each other a lot. So I think that's one huge pro of our community is it is a smaller community. And so once you kind of get into that, um, I think that helps a lot. Mm -hmm. Really see everything that is happening here and, you know, who to talk to and all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, any other strengths? Just list them off. <laughs> well, let's see. Definitely. I mean, I haven't had like bad encounters. Mm. Um, I don't okay. know what to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, everyone honestly has just been really, you know, hardworking and great to work with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like it, every set I've been on has really felt very welcoming. And yeah. Um, even, you know, some of, you know, like, like TLC and things like that, this is shot out here still feels just like an indie project that you're on. It mm -hmm. still has that, you know, family type vibe of everything. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know, I think it's a really great community okay. overall and I'm forward to see it keep growing. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely grown a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Little 10-year-old Chelsea to now. <laughs> yeah, right. To see it be an actual industry mm. that's here. So should we, can we move on to the weaknesses then, if there's no more strengths? Yeah, sure. All right. Let me, uh, let's go with the weaknesses. What do you think are the weaknesses in the film community here? Um, We do need more resources, mm -hmm. um, like classes and things like that. We yeah. do have a lot of classes that are here, um, but... I feel that like friends I have that are in, you know, California or New York, um, they have a lot more options yeah. for things. 
um, depending what specialty that they want to focus on. You know, rather it's actual acting or it's, you know, tech or editing, videography, um, you know, props, whatever it is that they want to be a part of in that industry. I'm looking forward to, you know, more classes and yeah. more resources coming available here to pinpoint what it is that person wants to do for a career. Gotcha. Uh, anything else that's a weakness you f- that you feel that you see? Um, I mean, I wish we had like more locations, but being in the desert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> um, but I know that there, you know, there's new studios that are always yeah. popping, things like that, which is really great to give you a different area, mm-hmm. you know, to create something that's not the same location or the same look yeah. that you know every time I can be on watching TV or a crime show or something and I'm like, oh that's Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh that's a desert. <laughs> <you know? laughs> um, but being born and raised here I might just notice, you know Yeah, I think what, I have a pretty good view of the landscape. More, <laughs> <laughs> I uh I was telling some people like but uh, a studio should buy it because I know Wayne Newton's Casa de Shandoah was on sale for like a, I don't know if it's still on sale. So this is pretty old news maybe, but it was on sale for like 34 million or some shit like that. I'm like a studio should pick it up and like, Ooh. and, and re- renovate it to make it like a film, a small, like a Warner brothers type lot, which would be pretty badass. Like I think personally. You can make a little area. Yeah. Whatever it is that you wanted to do, mm-hmm. you can create. You know, that's the fun part of the industry. Yeah. You know, I mean, really can rainforest inside of a studio. Yeah. I mean, it had, it was, it's 40, it's 40 friggin' acres. And like, yeah. literally, you can make it, you can literally probably make two studios there and like make them like, you know, into like anything you want, which would be awesome. That'd be amazing. Right, I'm trying to get a lot of people's brains like to like say yeah, like just try to get like uh, find someone who knows someone to buy the, the studio now. Right. <laughs> so like, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, another thing too. Let me ask you this because this is something that comes up on the show a lot through the people I've talked to, and like I kind of mention it, and then people kind of agree or disagree. And let me, see, I want to hear your opinion on this too. Do you feel the community has um, clickishness to it? Like, there's clicks in the community. Because I feel like sometimes we're all not working together. But again, you you point out that you feel like this is a community, and maybe I'm just seeing things through my eyes, and I'm not really seeing everything through the whole. I can see how people can get brought into the subgroups. Yeah, for sure. Um, to me, and it might just be more the outside like producing, but I tend to notice like there are definitely groups of people mm. so they tend to be like uh, all focused on the same thing if you will or yeah. like the same um i don't know it's like how artists all have like their own their own look yeah. their own like you can tell who shot yeah by how that looks and i for me i feel like that's kind of how those subgroups are mm. uh, i haven't i haven't run into anybody like was with different groups and yeah. didn't be a part of other groups or didn't like other groups. Um, you know, I think naturally in anything in life, you know, like, you know, even in corporate America, you know, accounting versus versus finance versus mm-hmm. management, yeah. you know, everyone you know, might think that 
little more important or a little more serious or not as appreciated or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the end of the day, at least I feel that everyone really understands that we're kind of all in this together. And, you know, it's important to have that good sense working with each other. Especially, let's just say, from Texas is coming here to film something. Mm -hmm. They go off of referrals. Yeah. So it's really important, you know, I think, to have those good, those honest connections, the honest, you know, genuine friendships and understanding of people, Mm -hmm. you know, that really helps you, I think, try to stay busy and generate work or just have fun projects to work on as well, even if it's not an income base. Yeah. Feel you. And then last part of that is what do you think we can do to get to the next level? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I'm a big believer that, like, it's really kind of cliche, but, like, hard work does pay off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I believe that, you know, the more skilled, the more professional, um, you know, the more everything that a product or a community can be will naturally generate attention. Yeah. And attention that that generates then other people want to be involved in that as well so i think it's kind of an organic process um one thing i do love about our community is there's always something new coming up there's always a comedy show there's a new podcast a new indie film a new you know uh, rendition of a video there's always something that's going on people here are so creative and they're not scared to start something fresh and they're not scared go oh well damn it i'd like to do this but nobody else is i guess i can't you know instead they go oh well do you want to start something new yeah (laughs) (laughs) like this and everyone's like yeah that's a great idea you know feels like when someone does creative here people really want to be a part of it not take it not steal it but Uh actually be a part and i think the more we can keep that going and the more successful those products are, then more people will start to, you know, connect Las Vegas, you know, whatever mm-hmm. type of entertainment that they're looking for. Awesome. And second, uh, we're getting to the last part of the show now. So I have two last two okay. questions for you. Last two questions. Okay. One is what is your social media? Ooh. If you'd like to give that so, away, you don't have to. Um, so the social media that I have been using on like the professional side of stuff is through the Tobias Project. Okay. Um, we have a book page and a Twitter, or not a Twitter, page and an Instagram, um, that I do need to get caught up. Um, but that's the main area that I'll be using for hidden projects and everything. Cause I really think that base of the Tobias Project, um, as like the umbrella for everything else that I would like to personally do. Um, and then my personal pages, especially over the last year or so, I've really kind of like condensed, 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 condensed those down <laughs> to mostly be like close, you know, friends or family yeah. or people that I have personally worked with, you know, like one-on-one and I know them in real life. That's kind of the rule that I've made for a two personal accounts. So if I've worked with somebody, I Personally, you can be on it, um, but I kind of went through and got rid of all of the followers just to have the high number of followers. Mm-hmm. 
it's kind of my own like creative safe space in a way. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> and uh, last question is what's that one piece of advice, that last good nugget you want to give to people who are listening to the show? Ooh. Oh, let's see. So I think is I think being vulnerable will help create strength in those facing weakness. And I think it can be applied to anything. Um, even something as small it's difficult, but starting your own project or changing a career and becoming an actor yeah. or, you know, whatever it is, you know, wanting to learn Photoshop and become a graphic designer, learning to edit your own projects, whatever it is, every time someone starts something new like that, I think it's really important to be honest and humble and vulnerable and let people know that you are starting from new and you are learning and there's nothing wrong with not knowing what you're doing and needing to learn how to do it. And that I think confidence and motivation other people who would probably like to also start something new but are scared because one thing in the entertainment community as a whole, not Las Vegas, but yeah. just in general, it goes from I was born and now I'm a famous actor. <laughs> <laughs> I was born and now I'm like this huge director that has like $95 million in the bank. Yeah. Like really hard to find how did somebody get there? Because we're all normal people, you know, yeah. like, you know, Julia Roberts didn't just wake up and be it's Julia Roberts one day, you know, Very like, true. <laughs> all through, you know, all of that learning and fight and grow. And it doesn't end just because someone thinks you're famous or thinks you make a lot of money. You can't just ride on that your whole life. Mm -hmm. Like every single day you're working on your brand and building your business and staying relevant, going with the times, you know, even, you know, like, you know, film, film needs to be on film. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> you know, um, if you're not able going with those times, you will kind of fall. I think there's a misconception that now I don't have to do anything. everyone will come to me. Mm. You know, don't think that's realistic. You know, even huge, huge celebrities get passed on roles and not hired as directors and not brought on as editors and you know, it's the constant growth that you're doing and you are your brand and you are your own business. And I think it's important to be humble, standing and honest about it. And no shame in my stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I completely agree with that. And that's a good way to close the show. Chelsea, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a pleasure speaking to you and a pleasure meeting you via virtually. Uh, so thank you again. <laughs> so thank you again for being on the show. And guys, Thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, and remember to subscribe to the podcast. We're on Spotify, Overcast, TuneIn Radio, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts, and whatever probably other podcast catcher you listen to, like iHeartRadio we're on, I believe, too, and uh, Pandora, if I'm not mistaken, also. 
And I can't do this without my frame chasers, and I'm just trying to bring knowledge to all your listeners out there. I hope you're gaining some great, valuable information and learning something from it because we all have a story and we all go through things at the same time or at different times. I hope that the people that are on the show keep inspiring you to chase those frames. Okay, guys, have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great year. 